why is this good news to me? Why does this matter to share with the people around me that I love? Do I love them enough to share something that might be a little bit hard to hear, but is ultimately really good news? And even if they don't respond to it well or disagree with me, is it still good news? When you think about Greek life, Christian faith might be the absolute last thing that comes to mind. But we not only believe that it's possible to be Greek and Christian, but also that it's the best way to experience Greek life and grow your faith. We have real, honest conversations about how to approach Greek life from a Christian perspective, including things like recruiting and pledging, drinking and drugs, sex and dating, leadership and philanthropy, and much more. This podcast is by Greeks and for Greeks. Our hosts and guests are all members of fraternities and sororities who collectively have decades worth of experience living out their faith in Greek life. Welcome to the Greek and Christian Podcast. Hello, everybody. Uh, if you are just joining us, obviously this podcast is what its name says it's about, being Greek and Christian, <laughs> the intersection of faith and Greek life. And I'm your host, Allison. I'm a PiFi alum. And we are actually nearing the end of our current season uh, called Relationship with God. So this season has been all about how we keep this relationship with God going in our everyday lives as Greeks on campus. And so far, we've covered prayer, the Bible, journaling, simplicity, uh, community and church. Uh, so we've run kind of almost the whole gamut on uh, spiritual practices of how we grow in our relationship with God. And today we're going to continue the conversation on community. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked with Matt, a DU alum, about the importance of, you know, basically having friends who follow Jesus and being part of a local church. And I used a phrase in that episode, and actually it's a phrase that uh, my friend James has talked about. His name is James Chung. Um, he's an author and works for InterVarsity. And he says it like this. He says that faith is personal, uh, but it's never private. So yes, it's a personal decision that we make, but it's not something that we do alone. Um, and truthfully, we can't really follow Jesus without other people alongside us, helping to spur us on, helping us to uh, maybe learn about Jesus in a way that we wouldn't know about him by ourselves. Um, and, you know, there's a, the, a vital part of our relationship with God uh, that also involves talking about God with other people who don't yet know him. So we call this basically sharing our faith. Um, and, you know, I want you to just take a second and pause. Uh, pay attention to how you feel or what you think when I use that phrase, sharing your faith, or maybe the phrase, the word evangelism. So maybe when you heard that, you felt this pit in your stomach. Uh, maybe you felt a little nervous, or when you think about that phrase, sharing your faith, maybe you're thinking about those street preachers who show up on campus spewing judgment and hate. Um, or, you know, honestly, maybe some of you feel excited about it. Uh, maybe you want to know how to share your relationship with God with friends and family. Maybe you've done that. 
um, or maybe you want to and you don't know how. And so I thought it was really important to talk about this subject. Um, I know that sharing my faith uh, with my sorority sisters when I was a Pi Phi and now as I'm out of college with my neighbors and friends and family members, it's been uh, really encouraging in my faith. It's been a way that God has solidified a lot of my experiences that I've had with him is simply through telling other people about it. Uh, and so to help us navigate this kind of weird, maybe variety of thoughts and feelings that we have about sharing our faith, I have invited my friend Ashley on today's episode. Hey, Ashley. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Uh, so Ashley is a FIME alumna from Purdue University. She's on Greek University staff at Indiana University. And uh, as you listen to this episode, or maybe you'll see the, the little reel that we put together to promote our podcast, you might recognize her. Um, if you went to Greek conference, Ashley was one of our MCs. Woo-hoo. Yay. Long time no see. <laughs> um, so Ashley, I would love to know, What's the best part? What was the best part for you about being Greek at Purdue? Relationships is the first thing that came to my mind. So that might be a little cliche, but we all know that's a huge draw for people's the um, the relationship, community, friend aspect. But yeah, I still now look back and have so many fond memories of just when the, when the weather's nicer and people are out on the lawn, I have memories of sitting out on the lawn with sorority sisters in between class, um, adventures, all of the just moments you don't plan for. I think the spontaneity with sorority sisters, I think were some of the memories that have lasted and are the sweetest to me when I think back on my time being Greek at Purdue. Indeed. Um, I was just in the town where I went to college. So I went to Western Michigan university and I was just mm-hmm. in Kalamazoo visiting family and um, we were eating at this place called Main Street Pub. And that was the place that my sorority sisters and I would go to for like family dinner, me and my big and, you know, her other people in our family, our Pi-Fi family. And so I, t- I took a picture of the menu in the restaurant and I sent it to my big sister and uh-huh. my pledge sisters who was in my family and be like, it's the same. It hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, lots of great memories of late nights out, uh, sharing a yes. basket of fries and just talking about life. <laughs> yes. My, um, kind of a funny story. It, so it makes me think of a memory. My, one of the most famous and fun bars at Purdue is called the cactus. And so people love to go there and dance. And I used to love to do that with my sorority sisters. And they're famous for you have your cactus cup. It's like a big plastic cup and you bring it with you. And then they fill it up with whatever. And just last week, my roommate, who's also on staff with Greek Ivy, her dog chewed up my cactus cup. And it was like my, you know, more than just a cup to me, right? Because it it symbolizes all these fun memories of just time being present with my sisters and being silly on the dance floor. So now I'm thinking through, do I go back just to get a cup? What does that look like? So anyways, that brings up memories too. I love it. Uh, is it in the shape of a cactus or no? No. Uh, um, it is they not. missed an opportunity <laughs> there. I know. <laughs> you would think. Yes. Well, um, community, right? It's yes. obviously a vital part of Greek life. Um, but it's a vital part of our faith as well. And like I started sharing in the intro, it's a community, we need community with other believers, but yeah. 
sharing our faith with people who don't know Jesus is another way that we grow in our relationship with God. And so I'd love to hear how have you grown in your faith by sharing it with others? Immensely. I remember back, I think it was freshman year before I even went to Greek conference for the first time. I don't know why I was the one giving the announcement, but I gave my first announcement ever at our chapter meeting about people join me at Greek conference. I've never been, you should come with me. And I remember physically shaking in my boots, my knees, my body was shaking. So that was like the first time I went more. So very basic, but just going more public with my faith and my story. Mm -hmm. And I think afterwards I was like, that didn't kill me. Okay. Um, So that's like one of the first moments that I remember. And there's so many things that flood into my mind of, you know, kind of moments when you have that nervous, but also exciting, but also peaceful moment in your gut where you feel like, oh, this could be an opportunity where I could flip this conversation to something a little bit deeper. I could ask that extra follow-up question mm-hmm. that would then lead to talking about spiritual things that I loved in college. Um, and so I think getting in places where I'm uncomfortable, um, and just being in, I think honestly, community is such a part of it, like you said, because you have to be able to know people before you can get into conversations that actually have some weight to them. And so I think, like you said, we maybe feel a certain way when we think about the word evangelism or sharing our faith. And I love it because it's just the more the more that I just like did daily life with my sorority sisters, they would just have questions. Like it was so much more natural than I thought. And I grew, I feel like more confident each time, maybe sharing a specific part of my story or, Hey, what are you doing tonight, Ashley? Oh, I'm going to Greek IV, you know? And sometimes that was that sometimes it'd be like, well, what's that? So that's another open door. Right. And so in Mm. relationship with people, I feel like God helps me understand what's like a red light, a yellow light, a green light. Um, but because there's so many sorority sisters, you could, you want to be respectful, but you also want to be authentic. Um, so anyway, I grew a lot. Um, and you know, there's was leading to Bible studies. So that's a specific thing, but I think it surprised me, but it was also really fun, um, to be in moments that I didn't fully know where the conversation was going, but I felt led to try to bring Christ into it. Um, so that's maybe more high level, but growing immensely because then it taught me, okay, how right now in this moment, can I depend on Jesus or trust him here? And it made me reflect on, okay, if I'm going to try to talk about Jesus, I should probably be spending time with him. And I should probably a little bit be familiar with the things of God. So I think it, it went both, both ways. It helped mm. me reflect internally and also I learned how to like trust God moment by moment Mm -hmm. in conversations with people because you can't control really where conversations with people go or you can't control the other person's going to say or not say. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like how you shared that uh, one of the first steps was simply being public about your faith or going public with your faith. It wasn't that like, you know, you just went into a three sister's room was like, let me tell you about Jesus. You know, it's like that very first step for you was just talking about Greek conference at a chapter meeting. Um, And I think we can forget that, but 
you're right. I think it's just these simple steps of, you know, going public with your faith. And then I, I feel like I almost heard you saying like, it's bringing Jesus into the relationships that you're building with your sisters and being open. Yeah. I like how you said that, like, uh, day by day, minute by minute kind of dependence on Jesus when you're yeah. sharing your life with your, your sorority sisters. Yeah. And I, um, I feel like it's one of those things that the more you practice it, the more you just get comfortable with the uncomfortable and it's cool to see how God grows you in confidence, grows grooming people skills, um, helps me be more curious about people. And I think I learned it can be more of a, a dialogue and not me shoving something down someone's throat because I would never want to come off that way. That's not how I would want someone to tell me about Jesus. So there's a really unique opportunity in being a sorority or fraternity to learn how to respectfully, but also um, be bold at the same time with trying to talk more about God and share about your faith in your community. Oh, yes, I completely agree with you. So obviously our audience is Greek students. And so yeah. what would you say to a Greek who is nervous about sharing their faith or maybe even like worried about rejection or how others will respond to them if they go public with their faith or start talking about their faith? One, I would just say it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Pressing into the fear is worth it. The other thing I would say is to spend some time looking at Jesus and the gospels because I see both people responding to him, but also people walking away and people getting angry. Mm -hmm. And I think when I have a fear of man, when I'm afraid of, oh man, are they going to think I'm weird? Oh man, am I going to come off too much? I think it's helpful to even see that Jesus himself experienced rejection. Mm. And so that helps my expectations of like, well, people might think I'm weird and that's okay. I actually can identify with just this Jesus that I'm claiming. If people, you know, are respond to me a little bit differently or um, I remember I kind of had to wrestle in college with okay, am I now just going to be like the Jesus girl? What does that mean? Are going to, are people going to put me into a box? Are people then going to assume how I think about them? Because I am trying to actively talk about Jesus. Um, so yeah, I guess I would say there's good news in the fact that even Jesus himself was rejected. So how can we gain confidence from, he knows what it feels like. He can empathize with us in that. And I do think it brings up like, what's your identity in? And it's so hard, right? Like you're living, you're surrounded by people. Obviously you want to be liked. Um, we all want to be popular and loved and admired. And so, um, yeah, there is a level of where are you getting your source of where are you filling yourself with? Is it how, is it everyone perfectly loving you and perfectly agreeing with you or is it um, feeling like you're in line with God's invitations for you, which is more of a satisfying love? But I really had to wrestle with like, which one do I care more about? Like, mm. so I want my story sisters to like me, but I also feel led to talk about you, Jesus. But they probably will think I'm a little weird. So what do I having to reconcile with that? And I feel like I have multiple examples of being like, well, 
I care more about what they think. So I'm going to be silent. And then I also have <laughs> yeah. some examples of, you know what? All right. You're worth it. I can't control the outcome, but I'm going to, I'm going to say this, or I'm going to ask this question. And so it's not going to be perfect. I guess is maybe something I would want to say too. Um, there might be places that someone maybe messes up, but then it's a great opportunity to be like, Hey, I didn't mean to, you know, overstep and asking you that question. So I think trusting that God has you, even mm. though the idea of rejection is scary. I mean, I'm on staff and I, I care what my students think about me, you know? So it's, oh yeah, they're in good company. If they're afraid of rejection, I guess that's also something I want to say. Um, I don't think we ever fully arrive at, well, I will never care what anyone ever thinks about me ever again. So now I can talk about Jesus. Um, I think that that wrestling is always going to be there. So to lean into it, I guess is what I would want to say. Yes. Yes, Ashley. I mean, Ashley, I think you've been on InterVarsity staff at least five years, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I've been doing this for 13 years and yeah, you still kind of work through that tension of, yeah, I do want to be liked. I do want to be accepted, but Mm -hmm. whose acceptance do I care more about? Is it God or is it the people around me? And that's what this really, this podcast is all about is that tension of being Greek and Christian. And, um, so I kind of hear you sharing some tips already for how to share your faith with your brothers and sisters. The first, one of the things I heard you say that I loved was this kind of, um, you learn how to be both curious and bold that when you're just talking, Mm -hmm. like, um, looking for opportunities to talk about your faith or in a conversation with a brother or sister, um, being curious is a helpful posture, but also being bold and knowing, okay, this is the opportunity to take a risk and maybe bring this conversation around to talk about Jesus. So I'd love to hear like, Mm -hmm. what are the tips you have for Greeks who want to talk about their faith or be public in their faith? I think um, reflection is so helpful because like thinking through why is this good news to me? Why does this Mm. matter to share with the people around me that I love? Do I love them enough to share something that might be a little bit hard to hear, but is ultimately really good news. And even if they don't respond to it well or disagree with me, is it still good news? I think just having some internal space to think through what do I, who is Jesus to me? Does that stand even if, you know, some people around me, and I guess I'm talking like worst case scenario. Also, there's so many amazing examples of, people might genuinely hear something from someone's from your mouth, from student's mouth that they haven't heard it put that way before. And I really like thinking about, I'm, I forget this often that I think the call as Christians and is to just like spread seeds. Like we have, there's so much freedom to, we can't control if that seed's going to get watered or how God might or may not water it in a certain season or in certain timing. And so there's just something freeing to be like the seeds of just, um, yeah, sharing about Jesus when you can or when you feel called Mm -hmm. to. So anyway, some, some practical tips, um, are, I think, you know, in the same way that, you know, you ask each other, Oh, how's your class? Um, how's your day going? What's your weekend look like? How is today for you in the same way that, we would be quick to share like, oh my gosh, this professor is stressing me out or, oh my gosh, I'm studying for this exam. 
maybe just assuming this is true for you, man, I actually had some really cool peace in my prayer time this morning. Just, I think instead of thinking that we can't ever mention God, just naturally sharing about how we would other parts of our lives, I think is an easy way and just a tip of like how you can just bring him into the conversation without feeling like, you know, I'm going to pursue this person during lunch and I'm going to bring up Jesus in this way, but just thinking through, okay, in the same way that I would share about the show that I've been loving or this person on TikTok that's been cracking me up. What about God has been sticking out to me recently? How can I just like share that when someone's like, how are you? I think that's something interesting because you never know how someone might ask you a follow-up question on that or how they might go to bed that night thinking about what you said and you might never know. So that's also kind of what I mean about the seeds. Another tip is instead of thinking about how do I explain well or initiate this conversation about Christ, kind of what we already said, the idea of being curious, but flipping it on its head and being a good question asker. Oh yeah. So I, ideally you're in relationship with people. So maybe step one, if you feel like you weren't that close with people in your house or people in your pledge class is spending time with them, um, hanging out after class, hanging out on the weekend, going to the bars, um, grabbing that coffee run, whatever it is. And then in those moments, when, you know, people all the time, right? Like, oh, I was stressed out this week or, oh, my mom is annoying me or, oh, you know, I can't figure out my date for formal or for a date party being like, why, what do you mean by that? See what they say. Why does that bother you? Um, how can I support you? I think just some questions that it's really cool to see how when people are aware that you're listening and you care, they might be be more willing to share something and then they might ask you a question. And then in there you can talk about like, yeah, I've, in prayer, like Jesus really gave me peace one time when my mom was being unfair or when I couldn't figure out how my significant other felt about me. So I think Jesus models that in scriptures a lot, like asking people questions that go deeper. And then just that kind of naturally gets into something where you can share about how God has met you in a um, certain situation, or you just say, Hey, I'll be praying for you in that. And you never know two weeks later how, you know, they might say, Hey, this happened. Thanks for praying. And then right there, that could be a conversation. So just thinking about how can you be faithful to scatter some seeds and then praying. Um, yeah, those would be some, some of the first tips that come to my mind. That's really good, Ashley. I like, um, you know, the idea of spreading some seeds or just, you know, being part of someone's journey, it takes the pressure yeah. off, uh, because, we are not responsible for people saying yes to Jesus. Like we can't control that. Like that's God's job. Um, our job is just to be faithful with our story and sharing it with people and helping them take steps along the journey to Jesus. We can't force anybody to say yes to him. Um, that's not our job. Um, and so I think when we see it as like, you know, who knows what part of the journey I'm going to be on, you know, maybe with you know, my big sister or my big brother in, in my Greek chapter, it's simply just, they need to trust a Christian. They've never trusted a Christian before. And maybe that's the part of the journey I am on, or, you know, maybe you have someone in your pledge class or a different fraternity or sorority who is at a place where they've been looking for a long time and they need someone on their part of the journey to just clearly explain to them, what the gospel is and how to follow Jesus. And so I think it's really helpful, Ashley, you know, for us to kind of have a sense of 
yeah, how can I just be that person who plants a seed for wherever they're at in their journey? And, you know, I really loved what you said about how is this good news to me? Because if we don't like know why Jesus is good news for us, um, we can't really share that with other people. And so I love that even that is a really, really good first step of just sitting down for some reflection and asking, okay, how is Jesus good news for me? And that's a great way um, to get ready to share your faith with others. Um, So I want to think through like this week, you know, I love at the end of each episode, I I really love to have like a practical way or a a good first next step for people. And so Mm -hmm. what do you think, what, what would you say is one way that our audience can share their faith this week? Prayer. So here at IU, we have the biggest party week of the year coming up. It's called Little 500. So we've got many, many parties, um, I sound so old, happening uh, that people are um, expecting. And so I think, you know, sometimes again, this pressure of like, I'm going to prep to have this conversation here. I think the reflecting of how is Jesus good news to me. And then what I mean by prayer is like this week going, whatever you have in front of you, whatever's on your social calendar, academic calendar, praying the prayer, God, can you give me your eyes for the people around me? So God, will you Mm -hmm. give me your eyes and your heart for my fraternity brothers, my sorority sisters? I think in that it's so cool to see how God answers that and how we just start to care more about the people around us and care about their journeys long-term. And it changes it from my why going out is to have a ton of fun or to get attention from whoever to like, I'm going to go spend time and be present with people in my pledge class, but also like, man, I'm going to have eyes to notice, huh, that person, there's something there. And maybe we can have a conversation right here in the middle of a bar that leads to talking about scripture that leads to talking about your testimony. So I, yeah, I've just found that that also takes the pressure off of the person of like having to be perfect or having to have all of the right answers. If they're going to bring up Jesus, what if they ask me a question that I don't have a good answer for? I think we can stop ourselves because of fear sometimes. Mm. So I think starting with prayer and just like, show me God where you're already moving. Show me tonight where you're moving in this fraternity basement. Show me where you're at work in this bar and then give me courage, you know, and can I be in step with a moment that you invite me into being a little bit bold? Um, And thank you that you have grace when I might shy away or when I might mess up. Um, so yeah, asking for God's eyes and heart for the people around us, I think, cause then it turns from, I should share my faith because that is what I'm supposed to do to, oh, I get to partner with God in his pursuit of people. Um, mm-hmm. so it comes a little bit more from an overflow and there is no adventure, like doing that, like being out and having a spiritual conversation that, you know, carries some weight for another person. It's just literally fun. So it's, it really is. Then that helps us grow. It's back to the beginning of our conversation. And then you just want more and more. So yeah, starting with prayer. Oh, I feel encouraged by that, Ashley. I think that's a really good, we just over, can overcomplicate things so much and just simply praying, God, give me your eyes and your heart. Yeah. And if I can, this is kind of a random thought. I think sometimes we struggle with experiencing God. We want to, but then we feel maybe bored in our faith or dull or like God's far off or silent. 
And I think taking small risks or the next step in sharing your faith or being more public with your faith with your fraternity brothers or sorority sisters, this is a weird way to say it, but it almost makes God more real to you because he kind of has to show up in that moment. And you like, you're putting yourself in a position to be dependent on him. And it, yeah, it, it's a weird, like the experiencing God right there in the adventure with engaging that conversation with another person is it really does help your faith grow, help you experience God in new ways, um, which mm-hmm. helps us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much uh, for being our guest today, Ashley. This is great. And all season long, we've been putting out um, resources. We've been doing reels and TikToks that kind of help you engage with each topic in this season of our relationship with God. So, hey, if you're not already following us, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Greek IV. TikTok at Greek University so you can get access to some of those resources of how to practice each of these things that we've talked about during the season. And um, if you are new to Greek University and you want to get connected with us, head over to our website, greekavi.org, fill out the contact card, and we will be in touch with you. And I think after this episode, we have one more in this season, kind of taking everything that we've talked about so far and thinking through, okay, how do I keep growing in my faith through the summer? You know, when I'm, I don't have my Greek university community, or maybe I move home or I study abroad or whatever you want to do in the summer. Um, that's what our next episode is going to be about. So we will see you next week. The Greek and Christian podcast is produced by Greek University a nonprofit college ministry for fraternity and sorority students. Our ultimate vision is to see every fraternity and sorority connected to a community of Greek Christians so that every Greek is just one friend away from knowing and following Jesus. To learn more, find a community on campus or partner with us. Visit greek.intervarsity.org.